This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel described it best. We are living the whole of the Auburn experience. Whether we're talking about Auburn football, Auburn volleyball, every other sport in between, whether we're talking about someone who lives in the loveliest village on the plains or up in Alaska, whether we're talking about academics, alumni that are famous, that are connected to Auburn, everything is part of the experience. But at its core, it is all about our sports, all about our culture, and all about our family. And because it is about the Auburn family, we have to have those family members here to discuss it. I am your host, Kyle Loomis, back again with the best co-host in the land for the Auburn Experience Podcast, Episode 48, Mr. Austin Scott. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you, Kyle. War Eagle, I love how you describe the whole of the Auburn Experience every time with our friend David Housel's uh, wise, wise words. Um, some, Kyle, something about the Auburn Experience that makes me very happy and something I've come to appreciate more in the last year is when we have those father-son ties of the Auburn experience, mm. when we specifically in recruiting, maybe we hear about the son of a former Auburn player has now decided to come to Auburn. One of those would be Stephen Davis. His son in, committed to Auburn several years ago, but Stephen Davis wore number 48 for the Auburn Tigers back in the day. And so he is our episode 48 number. That was a hard one to find, so I'm very proud of that. Stephen Davis and, I guess, Stephen Davis Jr., our episode number 48. Hey, listen, I like how you got there eventually. That Thank was a you. Good one to pick eventually. up. Eventually. Tying in the, <laughs> the father and son thing, not unselfishly at all on your part. Never. Uh, never, never anything like that gets worked into how we discuss things here. Uh, but I guess that's what makes it a great show is uh, making it a little bit more personal. So Stephen Davis and Stephen Davis Jr. That takes me back because I remember watching the Super Bowl that he was in with the Panthers and just being like, yep. how cool is it that an Auburn running back is? And it, it happened before, obviously. There's been other Auburn right. greats running in Super Bowls. But I remember specifically watching, I think it was the Patriots, wasn't it? Am I thinking about that? that 03, 04 area one. Yeah, where right. Adam Vinatieri, Vinatieri, Vinatieri uh, ripped our Vinatieri. hearts out at the end. Yeah, that's right. And he had a great year. Um, that oh season. yeah, you know, I mean, obviously because he if he did well, obviously his team did pretty well to get into the the Super Bowl. So we can get reminisce about that stuff all day. Let's jump into Auburn Potpourri a little bit and talk about a lot of different things here in just short sound bites. I want to just start off by yet again shouting out. Not just one Auburn golf program, but two. If you haven't found out by now, you're not an Auburn fan. I'm taking away your Auburn card. Megan Schofield, <laughs> women's amateur champion. We interviewed her this week. There is an episode uh, that you can listen to audio-wise on the YouTube sphere. Check it out. Had a great time talking to her about how unique of an experience that was when you connect to Auburn, but obviously on her own. And then also J.M. Butler, went all the way to the semifinals of the men's side of the uh, amateur championship and looked like he was on track to maybe kind of make something really cool happen there for Auburn with a dual thing. Either way, great representation by these programs. We don't often get to talk about golf a whole lot, but this is definitely one of those occasions, Austin, where I were, it's a joy to talk about. Yeah, and really exciting time. Kind of all happened for Megan right about this time a week ago last yeah. week we were talking about it might be coming down the pipe she's going to win here soon right after we got off it was 
we found out it was official. So, uh, yeah, really cool conversation with her. Really love that you got to talk with her and about her experiences. Um, and just, you know, another place that Auburn's on the map nationally and Auburn uh, is being Auburn, as we like to say these days. Absolutely. I love that she is on the the billboards as you come yep. closer to the exits of Auburn and onto campus. I mean, that's just, that is Auburn being Auburn at its finest. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about some um, football news, some uh, discussion about the honoring of some very important years because their anniversaries are coming up. You know, those when they fall in the tens and the, in the fives of certain years is when they like to do these type of things this season at Auburn, you need to mark these dates, especially if you've already got season tickets or just tickets in general, or try to get them if you can. But for the Georgia, the Ole Miss and the Alabama game, we will be honoring the 20, not the 20, the 19, 83 team, the 1993 team, the 2013 team in that order, starting with Georgia, Ole Miss, and of course the 2013 year being honored on the Iron Bowl, as it will be so appropriate for the Bears <laughs> to have to sit through all of that. Your thoughts, impressions about those announcements, and uh, which one are you most excited to attend? Oh, yeah. I mean, the three biggest home games of the year get three big, big parts of it to recognize three incredible teams that have come through Auburn and come have very fond memories of. Um, and I think it's going to be super exciting. It's hard not to say that 2013, which is hard to believe it's been 10 years, uh, will be the Iron Bowl game. Um, I think that that's going to be really exciting to see. It's always fun to see which players can come back, which ones are able to make the trek back, which coaches are able to come back. So I'm excited for that. Um and for each of those respective teams, you know, Kyle, it's pretty interesting how many, uh, what's the word, recognizable teams are worthy that happen with a three at the end. So mm. are we looking into something that we might have a special year this year? We're talking about the 2023. Now, granted, we did not mention the 2003 team in that, right? Like that's the one we're missing. But, you know, we had 83-93 maybe 13, 23, maybe we're talking about the 2023 team someday. We posted about this on social media this week. And someone asked, what about the 2003 team? And, I, and I'm like, what do you want me to say? I mean, it was only yeah. the number one ranked team that completely fell apart with the most incredible backfield ever. Now, look, there were, it's not any one particular person's fault or player or coaching. It just, it didn't work. Right. But boy, did it work one year later. Um, and that's what we're most thankful about. So, yes, we don't really mention the 2003 year a whole lot, but those other threes were pretty fond of them. It's going to be pretty fun to celebrate them this year at those particular games. I want to mention briefly, selfishly, since you were selfish at the beginning talking about father and son stuff, <laughs> I selfishly got to go uh, to a volleyball exhibition match here in Atlanta. I live outside of Atlanta a little bit. Uh, Georgia Tech was hosting an exhibition for Auburn. Always good to be in town with any Auburn team that comes. Uh, I also go to the men's basketball games here when they go to the holiday hoops given. We'll try to do that this year, but it was fun to go on a campus of Georgia Tech, and boy, let me tell you what, I was surprised how much Georgia Tech students get up for their volleyball team. Really? Uh, there, there were Auburn people there, but boy, you couldn't find them because there was so much yellow jacket everywhere. The uh, even I called him B, but the, the B, as, I, as he was passing by me, tried to get a <laughs> high five from me, and I didn't give him one, so he got like slapped me on the, on the shoulder. I'm like, what do, you, what do you expect me to do, man? I'm not here to high five you. <laughs> 
but uh, very happy to go out and celebrate uh, a time to watch the volleyball team in their last exhibition match at Georgia Tech. Let me tell you something, Austin. We got some tall ladies on that team. Mm. Je- Jessica, that was her first time going to an Auburn volleyball match, even though it was on the road. And she was like, Kyle, most of these girls are like taller than you. I'm like, yeah, what'd you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's our- exciting. I think it'll be, it'll be fun to see how that team progresses. And obviously there's a lot of excitement about that team. Uh, not, not meant to be a pun, but a lot of buzz surrounding this team. Um, so we're, uh, <laughs> we're looking forward to the season and, uh, I'm glad you got to go out there. I'm glad some Auburn people made the, made the trip or, or decided to go you know, whether they're around the Atlanta area or not. That's, that's an exciting thing. Auburn, Georgia Tech is one of those special yes. special rivalries across a bunch of sports I wish they'd get back to. Yeah, that, that, that was fun to see. You could definitely tell the Georgia Tech fans were not happy that we were there. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, I may or, you know, may have thrown out a few comments here and there. I was like the reject engineering school. But um, anyway, we'll just – Do we'll, you land some punches that might might sting a little bit? They, they might have you know, left a little bit of a sting. I'm not sure about that. Well, we'll sting. Have, we'll have, <laughs> sting. All right, that's enough with that. You, you, you've run that <laughs> throne, of course. Uh, let's talk about this. School's back in session for Auburn. We kind of hinted at it looking towards move-in day and stuff last time, but it's officially back. Uh, makes me think of my time back uh, the first week. I really enjoyed the first week it, on campus because of everything that was kind of you know new and fresh. You weren't really getting into much. This week, though, is when the students really kick into high gear, so they're probably like, shut up, Kyle. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. Now we're really getting into the nitty-gritty of things. But, you know, one thing that I do wish that I had gotten to do was ride around with the president of golf cart. Chris Roberts was again oh, this yeah. year riding around in the golf cart. I really wish – I had gotten that. And maybe our president at the time, I guess, would have been – it wouldn't have been lethal. It would have been Goosh the Goosh for me. I don't know about Goosh. you. Uh, I wish I had had an opportunity to be driven around by the Goosh. Um, would you have uh, wanted to take part in that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, for a multitude of reasons. My freshman year, it would have been President Goosh. Um, uh, but, I mean, how nice is it on a nice hot August day to see the president rolling up with the golf cart and asking if you want a trip to – Haley Center. Uh, yep. I think I'm not sure many people would pass that up. No, I, I definitely uh, wouldn't pass that one up unless, you know, you just didn't know who it was. and It was just some random person you thought. But <laughs> I hope most people recognize who your president is. He's a pretty big deal. I mean, let's be honest. He's kind of the reason you're all there, basically. That Auburn doesn't exist without leadership. So we're thankful of Chris Roberts, thankful of the new uh, semester that is beginning. Here, I'll just throw some stuff out at the, just to round out. Auburn Potpourri, things that are worthy of note. Women's basketball, 3-0 and in Europe, beating the Paris All-Stars, the Swiss All-Stars, the Monaco All-Stars. Great trip for them. And then the uh, men's tennis team has added John Roddick as an associate head coach. You know that last name? Obviously, there's a reason behind it. So exciting things still happening on the Plains in all the sports categories, we'll have plenty of opportunities to talk about many of them coming up very soon. But now we're going to get into our major topics tonight. We're going to talk about, obviously, that quarterback battle that just concluded. And Austin and I will finally make that public apology to the Tumors Oak Trees coming up now. One thing that we have all been focusing on, and it feels like every year, Austin, uh, fall camp, yep. who's your quarterback, right? Like, that's... Really what it is, not since maybe year two of Bo Nix um, has this not been in question, even when Bo was here and he was clearly the best one there, despite the people that couldn't get their 
I'm going to not use the expression that we're just being ignorant, <laughs> but was clearly the best quarterback. Um, but we've had a quarterback competition for a lot of the last few years. And uh, this one obviously got a little bit interesting. You and I have chronicled it a lot in talking about fall camp. Was this Peyton Thorne's job to win or lose? Was Robbie as much of a factor as he should have been in? And rightfully so was Holden, as the reports seem to indicate, that he might be a bigger factor. But as we have found out now officially, uh, that Peyton Thorne will be the starting quarterback for Auburn football this uh, first game. And that's all he's guaranteed. Obviously, has to go out there and earn it every single time. Uh, so just initial reactions from you, Austin, about the news. And obviously, we can just kind of discuss fall camp as a whole, too. But I wanted us to start off with that most important news first. Yeah, it, you know, I think that's what most people expected, uh, anticipated ever since Peyton Thorne decided to transfer to Auburn, right? Um, and so I think that, you know, the biggest surprise was kind of when it was coming and also um, who was pushing him the most. We talked a lot about what Coach Freeze's quotes might have meant after that last scrimmage. Um, was he talking about it narrowing down to two, narrowing it down to one? Kind of sounds like he was – after talking more and him elaborating further, he was ready to name Peyton the starter last week. Um, but Robbie had a better weekend, so he wanted to take it slow. And uh, But enough happened this week and enough that he saw that Peyton was a- able to be named the starter quarterback, as you said, for just game one for sure. Um, and we'll evaluate how it goes. But I think it's important when you look at what Coach Freeze has been saying, if Robbie handles this the right way, I think he's throwing that indicator on purpose, not as a not as a saying he's not, but as a reminder to his uh, quarterback that that he's he'll still have a package. And you and I've been saying that a while, for a while. Like they're both incredibly athletic. We think we're both going to see both quarterbacks um, in game one and throughout the season that will help Auburn win. Uh, and I think that's the way it should be. So um, not overly surprised Peyton was named the quarterback. I think it's a good time to go ahead and name him yep. that starter so we can work through these next. Less than two weeks uh, preparing for UMass and him getting them getting the game plan nailed down with him as starting quarterback. And this is when most people thought the decision would come down, unless it continued to be such a difficult decision as Coach right. Freeze a week previous had indicated it had become. Um, but this is obviously when you want to have this happen, as you address two weeks, less than two weeks technically, but two practice weeks essentially to prepare. <clears throat> when they get into that final Uh, the actual week leading up, that's going to move into more of the traditional schedule of routines and how they're going to prepare and practice for a game. This last week, even though fall camp is over, it gives them that week to really hone in and prepare and get ready for the routine of the next week. So whether it was going to be Peyton, Robbie, or Holden, obviously the ideal world is you name that this week. I do agree with you that I think now we've seen how this concluded. It's obvious, 99% sure we can say that when he made those comments about, I had my mind made up, but then things changed. That means he probably had his mind made up about Peyton, but things got real interesting with Robbie and Holden. Let me let me park Peyton and Robbie because obviously they're the two biggest factors here in this, but I want to talk about Holden for a second. The smoke about Holden, Gurner, really making this difficult. I buy it because I've... I've seen the kid a few times, you know, play ball and he's pretty incredible. How much of a factor do you think he ended up being 
in this final? Like, what was it just a lot of fan speculation, or do you really think he also made this a really difficult decision for Hugh Freeze? That's a really good question. I, I think that it was probably, and just in my opinion, a little more fan speculation than was actually there. Uh, I think that Coach Freeze has complimented Holden since he got here on multiple occasions about his passing and his IQ. Um, but I think when at the end, when it comes down to it, and I really don't even like to use this terminology yeah. because people take it different ways, but at the end of the day, Holden is not Hugh Freeze's guy. And I don't mean that, oh, well, he must not like him. No, that's not what I mean, because Robbie Ashford isn't technically Hugh Freeze's guy either. Right. They were just both here when he got here. But when you look at the quarterbacks that have uh, come through Hugh Freeze's offense in the past, well, Peyton and Robbie are in a a little bit different category than Holden's been. Um, And I think that that's just their skill sets are different. That doesn't mean Holden can never be a serviceable quarterback for Auburn. I think it's going to take him because his athleticism skills are different a little more time to operate in that offense. And if you look at the quotes from this past week from Coach Freeze, him processing the RPOs and the different motions in the offense um, speak to that. You know, it's, it comes a little more easily naturally for Peyton and, and Robbie because of their athleticism and their different skill sets. So um, I think a lot of it was probably more fan speculation but I don't doubt because we've seen what he's complimented Holden before on his passing that he was able to make this interesting you know we he said not two or three weeks ago he wanted to narrow it down from three to two well that you know that there's only three there that tells me Holden was in it at least for some time so um, I think I think Holden definitely has grown and has matured uh, since his time at Auburn both on the field and off the field but um I'm not sure that he was really as close as some of us maybe thought he was. Well, and, you know, reports from camp for practice on campus from media members were that they were very impressed with what they were seeing out of him in the limited time they were able to. And social media team for Auburn did a great job of stirring up some uh, interest with a throw that he made that was just beautiful. Uh, So that that's there, too. I guess my concern now switches to what does Holden feel like going forward? What's his future here? Obviously, you know, classes just started. I think it's 15 days into classes. They can make a decision to to drop a class. So I guess my, that, that would mean to me, there's about a 15 day, 15 class period window where he could maybe make a transfer again. I'm probably butchering the timeline calendar on that. But my point is this, do you think that Holden will stay this year now that he knows that Robbie's number two, Walker White's coming in next year. I mean, Walker White's got some time, you know, still to get here, and he'll probably redshirt too. But just quick thoughts on that because I want to get to obviously talk about Robbie and Peyton. Yeah, as far as the 15 day, I think we're going to see Holden through this year. Uh, yeah. I think he'll be on the sidelines for Auburn. Uh, I think, you know, after the season, it might be a real question. We'll have to see. Um, because, like you said, and, and I'm using that same verbiage again, I don't like it. He's not Coach Freeze's guy, but from here on out, the ones coming in, there is he's picking, hand picking them. So, yep. um, I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I really like Holden, and I really I like too. his skill set. Uh, I think he's impressive, and he's still really young. Um, but if if Auburn's planning on using Peyton Thorne as a starting quarterback and using Robbie Ashford for however many package, you know, I'm not saying that anybody's going to, but if they're both on the field, there's a likelihood ish that they're going to get hurt. So Holden needs to be ready, and I. We better be hoping he doesn't transfer because if, if that is to happen, you got to have somebody who knows the offense at least a little bit. 
Yes, absolutely. That's I'm hoping that he'll see the value in staying for a year and uh, fight, continue to fight it out. But as we saw last year, you know, two quarterbacks can go down very easily. Even if you're the third guy, you got to be ready. And based on what I've heard, the limited we've been able to see, I've said this entire quarterback race, I feel comfortable with all three of these guys, different skill sets. And I think Holden to me has a bright future and I hope it's here with the Auburn Tigers. Let's talk about uh, mainly Peyton Thorne here. Obviously we've already kind of opened up about Robbie and, and know we've known all along he was going to be a factor in this regardless of how it shook out because <laughs> you don't leave a guy like that on the sideline. That's just stupid. And correct. Coach freeze even acknowledged that. But now that Peyton is the starter, I guess my question then shifts to you. What does that say to you about this team? Does, did Peyton starting over Robbie change your perspective of how this team might do? And I know that's maybe a, a hard question to answer and maybe feels like you have, if you answer it one way, you have less faith in one than the other. But just, I, I'm curious about this. I've been trying to talk to people about this. What does Peyton being named the quarterback mean to you in terms of this football team's success? It, it's a tricky question, like as you alluded to, and I think that it has more to do with why Peyton was chosen as a starter over Robbie. Uh, and again, I'm I'm pulling straight from Coach Freeze's right mouth. Like I don't I'm not here to speculate, but his words were that Peyton had more consistency passing. Yep. And so I think when you think about it through that lens, well, then that tells me what can this team be on the field in terms of wins and losses. Well, that might look to how the offense is going to look. And if that's the if Peyton's the more consistent passer, then I think that this team is – and you look at the receivers that were brought in through the transfer portal or recruiting, there's a focus on making sure that this passing attack is truly balanced with the running attack and that both can help each other. Um, and I think you, if you have to have that to have a consistent passing game. You have to have a consistent passer. And so I think that – that is probably what he believes, obviously, since he named him the starter, gives Auburn the best chance to win, gives Auburn the best chance to be successful this year in terms of win-loss um, is a consistent passing game. And so I'm hopeful that that's what comes of this. Um, like you just said, and like we've been saying, Robbie's going to be on the field. Uh, and, you know, it's probably not going to be just to run. And the more that you make teams prep for that, the better, because that's less they're prepping for something else. So yeah. um, I think choosing Peyton – elevates that passing game and i think overall that elevates auburn's potential of success this year yeah and i think that's the right way to look at this robbie from what we know has been developing as a passer even since the end of last season but there were some clear signs that there was a ways to go in that so you go to the guy who, who gives you that more consistency of a passing game where you really that's where you really need to improve we know what robbie everybody knows what robbie can do with his legs and you don't lose that factor even if he's number two guy, because when he comes in, you know, they're going to be thinking run, but what happens? And he drops back and throws a beautiful bomb. Like he did in the iron bowl. Basically the point is this, whether it was Peyton, whether it was Robbie, whether it was Holden, as I've said previously, all of these guys, I felt comfortable with being the starting quarterback in a brand new year in a brand new system. And uh, I just hope, they all get to, to have success. And right now, if you're robbing, you're holding, you're rooting for Peyton to have the best year ever and get out of here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to, to just yeah. get out of the way, sir, because we want our time next. That's what they should be rooting for. And obviously if he does well, they'll get more opportunities to play as, as well and, and continue to hone their skills in real game time. So obviously congratulations to Peyton. 
Robbie, Holden, we're obviously proud of you guys and looking forward to what you're going to accomplish this season. But the quarterback race has been decided, ending fall camp and a lot of that speculation. Austin mm. and I, yeah, mm. just go ahead and hide mm. your head, Austin. I know. Just mm. listen. I, I will take the blame for this one. We ended last week's show, episode 47, mm. will ever live in infamy of us forgetting to discuss. I mean, there's no other topic probably that should fall under our purview more than this one, Austin. And you brought it to my attention after we had got done recording when we were still talking to some uh, viewers, uh, I was, and uh, that we had forgotten to do that. Obviously, Megan Schofield winning the U.S. Amateur had reminded us of, hey, we're rolling, yeah. we're rolling Tumor's Corner for the first time, like the New Oaks, for Megan Schofield. And we didn't talk about it. Like, how do we make that mistake, Austin? Oh, I don't know. I remember when they sent out the news release and it was a big thing and everybody was so excited. It was like on Tuesday, maybe, mm -hmm. of that week. And I just remember being like, oh, that is a great topic for Kyle and I to talk about this upcoming week. Fight. Like, we'll never forget that. And then, you know, we were talking and you brought it up post show. Sticking around. I did say when we, you and I were talking, prepping for our show, that I feel like we're missing something. And we both said, ah, we'll figure it fine. out. It'll be yeah. fine. We won't look like complete nope. idiots and just completely <laughs> miss one of the biggest discussions of the week. But we are atoning for that this week. <laughs> Auburn officially opened up again after a long last, the Tumors mm. Oaks for rolling. Now, most people abided by that. Some still didn't. There was always a stray toilet paper in there. But for the most yep. part, people abided by the signage and things like that while these new trees were taking root. The second edition of these trees uh, taking root. It has been a long process. Now, if you haven't, uh, check out Clint Richardson. And I did a little bit of a shorter segment about this, discussing the news of that when it initially happened, just kind of an initial reaction. But, of course, we're going to talk about it here. Um for the very first time in what's been almost a decade saga since the uh, tumors oaks were poisoned, removed, tried to be replanted, we will roll the oaks again this year. Already have been, and yeah. um, but for football, what does that mean, Austin? I mean, fans that are listening to this that are not Auburn fans, they make fun of this tradition all the time. But what does that mean to you? Oh gosh, um, what a loaded question, right? Um, you know, I think. I think about a lot of things that happened um, growing up and learning about Auburn with my dad, um, growing up and learning as when we come to Auburn and when we celebrate Auburn victories, this is what we do. And it's, you know, I'm going to get to it, but, and it's these two trees, right? Um, these are the, the tumors oaks that we roll um, as part of our family tradition. Right. Um, and I, I do like, I like that, throughout this last decade and a half almost we've been able to kind of expand and and for just logistics sake spread out and roll other trees and 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 really cover all of Sanford lawn right uh, but not getting to roll the two specific oaks um, is something that's been lacking uh, for a while lacking the photo ops and lacking the 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 special feelings of it all and so it's exciting to get to be uh, that that's a reality that's come back. I was there, um, you know, after my freshman years when they were replanted 
the first edition uh, with my now wife, then girlfriend and I both went out and, and watched that replaying on Valentine's Day of freshman year. Um, the I was there in school when some crazy person decided to light them on fire. Uh, we walked down to Tumor's Corner and looked at the aftermath. And it just felt like it, at some point, it felt like hope might not be restored and we might not get this back. Like there was talk of at some point, are we just going to put statues of these trees up? Or are we going to put bronze statues up and they'll just roll? Uh, thank the Lord we did not do that. Something as crazy and dumb as that idea. Um, oh, wow. These, I was actually in favor of that idea, to be honest with no, you. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the fact that we have not just random oak trees, but legitimately descendants yeah. of the original Tumors Oaks, now back at Tumors Corner, able to be rolled after victories this year and celebrations of the Auburn family this year um, is awesome. And, and I'm glad that we are here to see this day. Finally, didn't feel like it would ever happen, truthfully. I, I was very concerned that we wouldn't get to this point. Um, but we are. And you yeah. would think after all those memories and remembering all that, we would remember to talk about it a week ago, but we're here anyway. Doesn't matter. If, if I may, I may, I may blame Megan Scofield because of the excitement of that. Maybe we were just like waiting to anticipate to see if she was going to win this. I, I don't, yeah. I, maybe yeah. I shouldn't blame her because she's the reason <laughs> we're even remembering to talk about it, but I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> That we were, we were very much anticipating that happening. Um, I broke down this with Clint. The his, He talked about the history. Clint's a great history buff for Auburn stuff, so I, I would highly mm-hmm. recommend you go check that video out. It's also an audio podcast on that feed if you want to check it out. The We chronicled more the history of this. We're talking about the, the feelings of it, the reaction of it. Um, I wrote something in social media when they took the trees down about – you know, my kids would never get to stand amongst not even just the toilet paper, but the the shade of those trees and how much that meant that I, as my father's son, got to stand underneath that with him. And that really hurt me because this was never about two trees. This was never right. about streams of toilet paper. I don't know why I threw up deuces. That's uh, well, <laughs> deuces. here I had such a heartfelt moment and I just threw up deuces with the toilet paper reference. I don't, that's the only stuff that you can get here on this show, folks. If I can try to bring it back to somewhat of a heartfelt moment here, that was what broke my heart about that whole thing. And it, it was never about the trees. It was never about the toilet paper. It was never even about the tradition. It was about, it was an attack on us as an Auburn family. And yeah. that is where as we talk about here in this show, we experience the whole of the Auburn experience there, as David Housel says it. Graduations, engagements. You, you passed the test and at school you never thought you were going to be able to pass. Right here. I did that um, to, to get your final grade for graduating. All of those things, and football games, obviously, happen there together. And the fact that we get to do that once again We've always been able to do it to some degree. We found ways around it these last few years, but it's going to mean so much more. So UMass, let me just tell you something. When you see an extra amount of TP out there, it ain't about you. Let me just go ahead and say this because we have to now because of Georgia State. We're not taking anybody for granted. We got to go out there and take care of business. But if we beat UMass like we're supposed to, it's not because of you, UMass. We just ready to roll these two things again. I don't think these trees are prepared with the love that they're about to get. It's going to be rough on them. Oh, it's going to be nuts. And I, I liken it to uh, 
All right, I like to envision it at least as the la- the last role when yeah. you know the, that twenty thirteen A Day game when they were just absolutely decked out. I think we're going to see something similar uh, that first time Auburn football gets a win this year, um, and and rightfully so. It I'll echo what you said. The memories um, I have of the the special times at that corner with those trees and and with other friends and family. Um, I'm glad that those trees and what they resemble will get to be a part of future memories again. And there's some very eerie timing here, because if you'll remember those, the last role happened in the dawn of the Gus Malzahn era. And, you know, we, we've been yeah. through all that and obviously the very short stint of Bryant Harson, and we're starting something new with these trees. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to ignore some coincidences there and, and not, this is not that's me right. saying that this is the hearkening of something brilliant. That's going to be happening this football season, but it just feels pleasantly odd for this to all be taking place about this time. I'm sure there were some uh, people in decision-making positions that were saying, are you, you really think we can make this happen for this season? You know, uh, listen, that marketing's a beautiful thing. You try to make it all work if you can, but the fact that it's happening this year, finally, again, is a beautiful thing. And I cannot wait. Which one are you going? Okay, so let, let me just ask this to close. You're standing facing Tumor's Drugstore. That's left, you know, left and right. They give you orientation there. Facing Tumor's Drugstore. Which one okay. is getting the love first, the right or the left? So I'm, look, I'm looking at my right would be college. Yes. College tree. My left, left would, would be, be bank tree. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be going left to Magnolia. Why is there a reason just because it feels right? Well, truthfully, it's probably going to be whichever I can get my way around. To <laughs> That's first. fair. But That's the, fair. I don't know. The left, the left does feel, I think, I think probably in my head, I, I just so vividly remember being there when it was charred from the fire. Yeah. I think that one need, needs a little extra love. So I'll, I'll be going Magnolia, I think. Honestly, probably it's the same for me. Which whenever I can get to first. Yeah. I, I will give both the trees a, a, a piece of TP regardless. I'm sure everybody right. will. And uh, it's going to be a sad day for all the extra trees around that area. They're like, hey, man, <laughs> y'all been loving on us for so long. What's going on? They're probably also like, "It's a we needed the break. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It, they'll get spread out. That's That's been a beautiful part of it is, is little families have – gone down a little further yeah. and found a little tree that the kids can just pick that toilet paper up over and over and over again um and so I, I i think that has been a positive thing throughout the last few years is that we've spread the love so uh we're, we're gonna make it a winter wonderland up there now winter wonderland and 100 degree temperatures to start off the year but eventually we'll get down to what it actually feels like it'll be it'll actually look yes. like a freeze warning though it will actually look like a freeze warning finally we can say that and kind of be <laughs> less corny the tradition returns in some sense continues in another and it's an exciting time for auburn fans everywhere the tumors oaks are back open for business that's been a great show talking about the quarterback race Tumors Oaks, apologies again from everybody. And obviously a little Auburn potpourri. If you want to check in with us on social media, you can find me on X and everywhere else pretty much. Kyle Loomis 24 is my Twitter. Well, it's not Twitter anymore. I keep messing that up. Handle. Uh, if you want to find E2C Network stuff, just look for E2C Network at uh, the X handle, everything else. Where can they find you, Austin? Austin G. Scott is where you can find me. I'm still a peer, so I'll call it Twitter. 
<laughs> just holding that, <laughs> holding that right. line for as long as possible. Check in with him, myself, or ETC Network that way. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. So we talk to you again. War Eagle. War Eagle.